Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. A little less boisterous than the norm. We are in a convention hall. You're very respectful. There are some people here on Radio Row who will shout just the same, but not you. Scream it. Very yes, considerate. Scream it, right. I try to be. Other people are working. Other people are doing radio programs. Uh, <laughs> today's program, we'll have Mike Norvell on it. Hey, how about that? Why don't we we'll get that out of the way first and foremost? We'll let you know that as you're listening Be right now, back. <laughs> Mike Norvell will join us. So will Jordan Travis. So that's a good thing. And uh, I know that uh, yesterday you guys got to see and hear a lot from them. We yep. figured we'd hold it back to do it today and uh, separate ourselves. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. As usual, it's just a conversation. We're having a good conversation with Coach, who, by the way, let's just uh, just say it right now. Um Looks great, is in great spirit. He seems to be really genuinely excited to see this team get back to work. I say get back to work. I mean on the field. These guys have been working hard all offseason. We know that. But get back to work and see where they can be, what kind of team they can be. It's interesting. It's, um, you know, it's, it's almost like an experiment. You know, you think you've got everything you need, all the pieces, all the ingredients, if you will, for something. Uh, but now you want to put in the work to, to see what you can concoct. And uh, in this case, I think he knows they're a good team. Can they be a great team? So that's interesting to me because uh, while you guys were talking to Coach Norvell, I was there for the player interviews, but then I went and did some stuff behind the scenes. Right. So I wasn't there to feel the room yeah. the way you did. Yeah, I felt it. But but what's interesting to me is, is that means it's a continuation, and we talked about this on yesterday's program. We did. From the spring showcase press conference where you could tell his body language, his tone was job well done. Job well done, gentlemen. You guys took it seriously. Spring was good. We had boxes to check. You checked those boxes. You came prepared. It's nice to hear that he believes they've continued that momentum from the summer into the eve of fall camp, which is basically where we are now. I think it's because of their willingness to embrace the work. He used that phrase a lot. Yeah. It's kind of a theme for him right now. It's a shirt they wear, yeah. It's a good theme, by the way. It's, it's really something that we could have. It's applicable to all of us every day. You know, you can you can use that. That's something I'm going to say to my kids. You know, I, I, it's true. <laughs> yeah, embrace yeah. that, you know, and also embrace the discomfort that comes with having to do things that make you better. Yep. That's not easy. That's not easy, really, no matter what you're doing. I mean, we tend to lie to ourselves an awful lot in the name of comfort. So yes, this, this is do. yeah. so this, this is the thing, right? Like yeah. when you're challenging young kids to get them to buy into something, you're telling them I'm challenging you to work past yeah, whatever boundaries you've got for yourself, and that can be difficult. Yeah, it's it's a sacrifice. I mean, you know that word is overused. Sometimes I think it's watered down. We know what true sacrifice is sure. in the workplace and in our society, but for these kids, you could go to a happy hour and 
spend more than one hour at a happy hour with your friends. I've done it. And do that over and over again <laughs> and, and eat fast food right, over right, and over yes. again. Right, right. But you have to make the choice not to do those things because it's going to take you to a different level as a football player. You've got to sacrifice the college experience that your peers have in the classroom to do something on your own that's different and more special to you. And these kids are apparently making that choice that it is their priority, that this is what they're going to do. A lot of kids on the team that have played a lot of football and have morphed into leaders. He's in a good position, Mike Norvell. If we take a, a snapshot from 3,000 feet up and we're looking at this program, if we, if we just zero it back in on Mike Norvell, the man, the coach, right, the guy that came here from Memphis, yep. tasked with the responsibility of getting this thing back on track. If you really think about what he's done, and, th- and again, I'm not his agent. I, I don't just <laughs> reap praise upon the man for the sake of doing so. If he if he does something poorly, I'm going to say that. If he makes mistakes, we're going to talk about that. So it, it, this isn't in an effort uh, to exalt Mike Norvell for the sake of doing it. I don't, right. you know, he doesn't need it, first of all. He's a guy that likes having genuine discourse. So that's fine. And he understands he, I'm going to say things that he disagrees with, et cetera. So this, this is genuine is what I'm getting at. Mike's done an amazing job. This roster didn't have good players. That's the easiest way to say it. This roster, when he got here, did not have good players. No. I mean, everywhere. Five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere you looked, you thought, God, dog, this is a nightmare. The first tour of duty. They weren't. Now, and and when I say that, I always like to clarify for our newer listeners. Uh, First of all, I'm pretty blunt. Secondly. Welcome. uh, This is... uh, to a standard we're talking about to a Florida state standard, not a wake forest standard. I know they beat us, not a, you know, traditional, not a Memphis standard, not, this is Florida state where when you're right, as I like to say, when you're operating at peak efficiency, you play for national titles. The things that Georgia has just won back to back of, that's what you want to be. So when you watch Georgia, which we have these last two years and thought, damn, they're loaded. And then the NFL draft, Prove they were loaded. Yeah. Right. When you watch them, you go, he's a plus, plus, plus player. He's probably the best player in the country. That guy's pretty close to the next he best player in the country. He shouldn't even be in college yeah, right now. This guy should be dominating the league. Dumb. Yeah. He should already be there. Right. Yeah. All this yeah. stuff. Right. That's what you say when you see them. And when Alabama's kicking ass, you say the same thing about them. When Ohio State has a loaded team, you go, oh, look at those. Everywhere you look. That's what you're supposed to be saying about Florida State. Yeah. So by that standard, when Mike got here, they didn't have good players. There was there really wasn't, uh, no. a, you know, there wasn't really a guy that you would be like, well, he's capable of being described in that way. Now some of them emerged. Right, right. But Jordan, by by that standard, they might have had two or three. Right, maybe by that standard. Yeah. So when you think that, and now here we sit, yeah. a short time later, this team just won ten games, and a lot yeah. of people here in Charlotte think they're going to win the ACC. Yeah. Okay. So to your point, how about a middle stage that? exemplifies what you're talking about when jermaine johnson showed up on campus yeah it was a different species you know what i mean like it's just different than what we had you have 84 of these other things and then here is a true bona fide future pro this is a professional that you brought in and he literally stood above the rest in every huddle he was in in every scrum every drill you're like well that dude is like everybody else Plus, he's at 1.2 ratio, 1.3 ratio. He's just different. And now it's not just Jermaine Johnson. Now you've got eight of those guys, 10, maybe 12, and a bunch more on the way, I think, in terms of the recruiting class they brought in the caliber of player. Once they develop and turn into men, they're going to be what Jermaine Johnson was. 
So instead of one guy that sticks out like a sore thumb, now when you list our best players, when you do an exercise in the preseason, like the war chant top 40, mm-hmm. when you get to 12 and 13, you're still listing legitimate professional football players that are here, and that's the transition period for them in their life. But we get to break them down. Florida State next year at the NFL draft is going to produce over 10 picks. No sweat. As long as there aren't major injuries. All likelihood. I'm not yeah. talking about all lotteries. I'm just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had one last year. One. Yeah, in the fifth round. Freaking one. It's going to be 10, 12, 13 in this upcoming draft next year. It certainly seems that way. And I, one of the things that I'll point out is that, and I'm going to, you'll hear from Mike. So, you know, you, you I, I ask him some of these things. But, you know, I think it's hard. This is, again, extrapolating these football analogies and descriptors into our own life. I think it is very hard in any profession or maybe even any relationship to really carve out time to appreciate how you've arrived at that place, whether it's the job that you like, if you have one that you like, or the marriage that you're in or your best friend and you playing golf or whatever it is, because you're just playing golf or you're just coming home to your wife or you're just going to work. You don't take time. None of us do, understandably. We just get busy with our lives, and there's always the next thing. There's always something coming or going. So you don't have a lot of time to sit around and think, this is pretty awesome. This is really, you know, I really appreciate this. You know, this is a good day. This is a good time. I love this. I love my wife. I love my job. I love whatever it is, right? Saturday morning or Sunday morning. You know, whatever that time is for you, it could be an evening when, when the family's home. And you're all together, yeah. And you're catching up on everybody's day, like yeah. whatever that moment is. But that's not every day, no. And it's not every moment of every day, yeah. Because you've got stuff to do. You're it's right. It's a snapshot, yeah. But th- why do I bring that up? Well, I mean, the theme to me this morning, sitting there talking to Mike Norvell and in that group with the breakout uh, for the breakout, is that he has. Now he's excited to go to work. Yeah. He's excited to take the next step. He's excited about what lies ahead. But I think before getting here and before this all starts, he has taken the time to appreciate where they've come from. And I think what rings true and why guys play hard for him and why they don't, at least not yet, have any problems in that locker room, despite bringing in so many transfer portal players. Mm -hmm. The reason they don't is I think he genuinely is happy for them and appreciate them. And it comes across. It comes across in the way that he talks about them, the way that he talks about Jordan Travis, for example, and believing in him and trusting him. Yeah, I think it won't ever be the same for him after this. No. Because if they go to the place that they're supposed to, it looks like they're ticketed for, you don't have a transition anymore. It's about sustaining. And, And we know how that went for the last head coach who was here for more than a year and a half. And it was a great ride. But, you know, LaMarcus Joyner and Timmy Jernigan yeah. and Telvin Smith and Jameis and yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of these guys. Oh, O'Leary, studs, right. Yeah. But those first few I named bought in when there was nothing to buy. And they were the ones that helped move it when they arrived on campus from a ragtag operation to the ones that were swimming in confetti in Pasadena when it was all over. That is a special thing to represent the transition. And you're going to bond that, that bond with Jimbo's forever. They're Knowles, but they're bonded with Jimbo forever because they, they went believed. Through it. They, they went be- through it. But they believed what he was saying, and they saw it actually come out on the other side. So I think, you know, we'll see where the season goes. 
that's what Jordan Travis is for Mike Norvell. Mm -hmm. That's what Jared versus. Now, this is in this area, it's transfer portal guys who believe in him that helped expedite this process. But, you know, there is one player here today who's seen a lot of bad. And Kalen Deloach is finally starting to see some good. He, I mean, since he's been at Florida State, 80% of that pie is a dysfunctional mess or just bad results. I talked to Kalen Deloach this morning about Adam Fuller. And there were a lot of questions to Kalen about Kalen, yeah. understandably. Right. I asked him about Adam Fuller because I think Adam Fuller is a quirky dude. I think Adam <laughs> Fuller is yeah. kind of a quirky guy. And when I think about Adam Fuller as he relates to players, that, too, has been a very odd journey, and it's taken some time <laughs> yeah, yeah. because because he's quirky and because they're not from the same world, man. I no. mean, a lot of the kids he's I coaching. I get what world Adam's from. Yeah, yeah. Northeastern Irish. Yeah. yeah, like, I get that. He's not from the same world no, as a lot no. of the kids he's coaching. And sometimes it can be difficult to connect when yeah. you have zero in common other than the football. They have the football in common. Yeah, it, it's getting strange as I get older because I'm closer in age to these guys yes, that we're covering. Yes, yes, But I look at him, for, like if I was to plug him into a high school classroom and he's a teacher, I would get him. I would like him. That right. would be my kind of teacher because he'd be strict, but he's weird, but I would get the weird. Yeah. But I also understand what you're saying. Most people in that classroom would not get him. No. But I would. No. I, I know exactly what he's about. Well, I've watched that very carefully because you've got to find out whether a guy like I've, I've said on the airwaves numerous times, I have no doubt that Adam Fuller knows football. Like yeah. I've, I've had long conversations with Adam Fuller about football and we've gotten down into the muck of the game. Right. <laughs> like he'll talk about yeah. why you do what you do and He's all a of junkie it. junkie. Loves it. Obsessed. Watches NFL Sundays. Yep. He, he goes back and tries to watch his NFL in, film. Yeah. Incorporate a lot of the things they're doing. It's a part of his process, which was cool. We Very learned cool. that. That's yeah. right. Yes. So I have no questions that he he's capable and he does that. Now, what's another thing that I say often on the airwaves? Good coaches get fired all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's more to coaching than the X's and O's. I know he knows the X's and O's. Right. You got to get kids to go out and play hard, play well and execute what you're trying to do. You got to teach them. You got to get them to trust you. You got to get them to buy into the system because a lot of defensive football, by the way, is about sacrifice. What I'm sacrificing for you to make the play, what I'm right. doing so that you can make this play. Yeah. Well, you better damn sure believe in the head, the defensive coordinator who's telling you what it is you're supposed to do and how to sacrifice. And I think that's taking time. That's another thing that we're searching for this year. Are they there? Deloach talked glowingly about Adam Fuller when I asked him. He said, oh, I like him. I like him. I like what he's telling us to do. I, I, I get him. You know, it's been a process, though. That didn't happen right away. Yeah, no, that's the thing is, okay, so what does it mean are you buying in? To me, the definition of that or the way to apply it is when you are emotionally in an adverse situation if you're a player, it could be something bad is happening on the field during a game. You're getting embarrassed or you're panicking. Or on the practice field, you're being challenged. You're being coached hard and being challenged. And the message is something that you don't want to hear. When you're in those emotionally compromised situations, is his voice going to pierce through that fog? And can you hear him? Right. Because think about it. When you're going through really hard times or a panicky moment, Christy's voice, your wife's voice is going to cut through that noise and you're going to hear her. Yes. But if it's like Joe Blow yeah. at your place of employment, time, yeah. I mean, not warchant.com, of course, but yeah, you don't have time for that. You're not going to listen. You might hear, but you're not going to listen. And that's to me what the buy-in is when these guys have a bad drive 
or when he's challenging them in practice, right. are they going to hear what he's saying? And right. I think I think it is it's working. And Deloach knows better too than some of his teammates because he's seen how bad coaching goes. Be. Oh <laughs> well, right. yeah, and, and it's like a breath of fresh air. Well, and, and also, I mean, we know how bad it was two years ago when I was talking about how there was a lack of coordination. Yeah, and yeah. and we so you know Adam isn't out of the woods. This is a, an important no. important year for him, and I don't know how it's going to go. I mean, I, I, I think I can tell you that I, the offense is going to be good. I, I think it is. And I think we know that the guys in charge of that offense, namely Alex Atkins and Mike Norvell, they're good at their jobs. Yeah. And, and they've got weapons. They're going to move the ball. We don't know how this is going to go for Adam Fuller. And it's an important season because I think the offense is going to do their job. If they get better, and they have gotten better every year, on the defensive side, if yes. they get better again this year, yeah. they're going to win a lot of games. Well, and that's the thing. It, I would like to put this out there. We've talked about it before, but officially on the record, if he gets it right this year and they live up to the expectations, it doesn't mean that they have to be world beaters, but, you know, they do what they're supposed to do. We need to revisit this past season, the 2022 season, and give him credit that they were able to get results when they had basically no healthy bodies of any substance on the defensive line. Like you found a way right. in those situations yeah. without a Fabian Lovett who's 100 percent and a Jared versus on a pitch count and they're having to manage his minutes essentially every practice he can't develop. You're finding a way. Kevin Knowles is banged up since the word go. Amari Cooper completely regressed. You still find a way to get results and be a top 20 defense in some of the metrics. Like if you're doing that with no pieces to work with, and then he does well this year, we got to look back at last year and say, you know what? That actually that was a good year. It was yeah. a good year. Yeah, it was a good, good year. for him. Yeah, I I, I have maintained uh, that the other reason we need confirmation is I'm not sure how much of what they did a year ago on the days that they played good defense was the direct result of them playing good defense. Yeah, I think you saw some anemic offenses at the time that we played them. You know, Syracuse was dead in the water at the time we played them. Georgia Tech was garbage at the time that we played them. A lot of those lopsided wins last year were against teams that were having trouble moving the ball against air, if we're being honest. And 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 because of that, and juxtaposed to the offenses who could really move the ball and had talent, and all of them did against Florida State when we faced them, yeah. you just don't know. You're, you're, you're kind of still, all right, let, let me see. Correct. Do something against oh. somebody that can do something about it. I'm, yes, I'm not saying that we know. No, yet, but I just want to open up to that possibility that there is the optimistic oh, we may side. Be, we may be having yeah. that conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. Chef Cameron show broadcasting for the ACC kickoff here in Charlotte. More in a moment. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride Ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Need to satisfy your chicken craving? Then head on over to your neighborhood Tallahassee Zaxby's. We've got hand-breaded chicken fingers, boneless and traditional wings, supersized sandwiches, fresh-made salads, and galaxy, a galaxy of sauces from mild to wild, plus shareable sides and platters for tailgates. It's all made to order just how you like it. Your Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Golden Chief booster for over 18 years. Good old. The Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network.
Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Do you remember It's such a Welcome in, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. We're live in Charlotte. At the ACC kickoff, Mike Norvell joins us now. Good to see you again. That's no, great seeing you. It's time. It's, right? it, is, it, is, it is time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, in the breakout earlier this morning, I could tell you, you're you excited to watch this team and see what they can become. You know they're good. How good can they be? And that's part of the bigger picture here because you come to the ACC kickoff this year with very lofty expectations. The collective media has you guys perhaps winning the conference, going to college football playoff. You've never shied away from those expectations. But have you taken the time to appreciate what this is as you enter the season, where you were from, how tough those first two years were to where you are now? Well, I think the journey, you it, it sets up to who you are, you know, what you've gone through, you know, be able to uh, your reflection, I think, is, is, is critical as you, you know, whatever you do to be able to reflect back, you know, things that have worked, things that you got to continue to improve on uh, where you need to continue to push. And that was a big part of the summer, you know, you know, after the season, you have that that time. But then as you get in the summer and. You know, you'll take a deep breath and think about the last few years and, you know, it puts us in a position that, you know, we're excited about and, uh, you know, we have to go live it. And uh, it's, you know, I'm really, I love coaching this team. I love the guys that I get to be around and, uh, you know, I just want to see them, you know, maximize the potential that they have. And, uh, you know, I believe that they do that, you know, no limits to what we can accomplish. Are there moments in practice when you see it, you talked about guys buying in and you notice it in the work. You look for it in the work, I think was your quote. Do you see that? You see that like, oh, this guy gets it today. Something happened. I see it now. It's yeah. happening with him. And it happening more and more with more guys. No, absolutely. And it's a daily choice. And, you know, you never know, you know what situation is going to present itself where a, a guy gets to be the example. And that's one thing I try to challenge our team with is you never know where your actions are going to inspire somebody else. And you know, it's what I try to try to implement and live, you know, on a, on a daily basis is to be that for our team. Um, but there's times where you see a player – uh, where it might be a, a challenging rep, or, or it might be success, and maybe they, you know, they have a great a great moment in practice or in a workout, and then you watch the next one. Is the next one set to be better? Are, are we still keeping the, the the focus on the little things, on the fundamentals? Um, you know, it's one of the, one of the things that coming out of spring I was most proud of, as you saw. Uh, as I've mentioned many times, you know, like Jordan and and Jared and Johnny Wilson, those were our most improved players, right? And there are some of our best players, but when you see them, the attention to detail, when the fundamentals, the little things, when they are, are critically important to them and, and the application of the work, it's, it's, it gets exciting. And uh, you know, that's what we want to be. And that's where we got to continue to grow. I'm curious. You said, we talked about Jordan Travis glowingly, obviously uh, this is a kid that's come a long way and you've watched that growth. You've helped engineer some of that. Is it suffice to say that's the most growth you've seen from a quarterback in your career? Because he went from a guy that a lot of people thought, well, he can get out of the way. He's a runner. He's a quarterback now. He can make all the throws, as you described, and he is a refined quarterback at that. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, he's he's had made tremendous strides. And, uh, you know, I, I just believed in him. I, I believed in what I saw. You know, it just, you know, everybody has to go through, you know, certain steps and you know to you know i knew what we were asking what we were asking and going to ask him to do and i believed it fit really well with his skill set and you know it's just a repetition of that work and and you know 
believing it within yourself of what you can do. And I think Jordan has been a, a wonderful example of that. And, you know, the, the growth that the outside world is, is getting to see is something that you know, we take a lot of pride in because, you know, he's, he's went through the journey. The culture in the locker room is talked about. It seems to be very, very healthy. I've asked you this question in other ways before. How do you maintain something like that when you do have to bring in guys to fill spots from the portal? You, you bring in a guy who comes from a completely different culture, and you know he's a good player. You wouldn't be talking to him, but you need him to buy in almost immediately, hit the ground running to get into that locker room and keep things status quo. Yeah, well, I mean, the the, the standard doesn't change, and the expectations and the transparency in that um, – you know, I tell I tell recruits all the time this this program is not for everybody. It's just for the it's for the real ones and it's for the right ones. You right. know, and uh, guys that are are that are willing to embrace that. I mean, those those are guys when they come in. It doesn't mean it's going to be you know, there's not going to be a bump or there's not going to be a situation. But you it's it gives it serves as a great reminder. Um, you know, just as you get to go through those experiences together and, um, you know, we want like-minded individuals. Everybody's going to have their own unique personality. Like that's, I, I want all those personalities too. But, you know, when you have this similar mindset and similar approach and when, when guys are able to work together and, you know, they care about each other, they care about what they represent, you got a chance to build something pretty special. And I, I think that's what we see um, because everybody has their own unique path. And whether it's transfer high school, um, you know, guys that were here before I got here. I mean, they've, they've we've all said yes. And that's what makes it pretty enjoyable. In some ways, was last year almost perfect for you as a coach because you had success and you needed to have success. People were waiting to see that breakout season, but you didn't win anything in terms of didn't win the division, didn't win the conference, didn't make the college football playoff. So you did enough to get some confidence, to have people believe, to take a big step forward. But you can then say to the guys, you got a lot more to do. Absolutely. And you, you talk about the steps and that's what we've done. We've taken positive steps within the program um, and there's more steps to be taken. And it doesn't, you know, whether it's a national you know, recognition or, or, or awareness of, of who we have. And, you know, I, I tell people, I want every player to be rec- recognized, you know, you know, and be on the watch list. But you, know, you have to go do it. And it's and it's a daily uh, it's a daily focus you know, individually, collectively as a team. And, and, you know, we all have, have those things that we aspire to do. It's a process and a journey that makes it worth it and who you get to be, a, be around and do it with. And so, um, yeah, we got, we have a team that's hungry. I mean, they, 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 they embrace work and, you know, I, I think they embrace uh, the, the internal expectations and that's all that matters to me is that, you know, the outside can say what it needs to say uh, the inside and what we believe and what we're willing to work towards, you know, that's, what's going to show up. And so uh, this is a team that, you know, that uh, I'm, like I said, I'm excited to, to watch it play out this season. Final thing. And I knew you got to get going. You got a lot of these to do. Um, does having LSU first change anything about your approach and practice? Um. You know, I'm excited about the stage. I'm excited about the, you know, the opportunity. Um, but if, but in all in all reality, if if we allow that to change it, then we're not we're not living up to, to who we say we need to be. It needs to be about us. And you know, you look a year ago. Um, you know, we opened up with an opponent before that game, and we had a great camp, and it put us in a position to achieve at a high level when we started. And um, you know, we have a lot of respect for the opponent we're about to play. And in LSU, it's defending SEC West champions. Uh, you know, they got some very talented individuals, but it's still about us, about what we do. And if we will approach every day you know, with that mindset and, and go and improve, then, you know, come come kickoff, we'll be ready to put our best foot forward. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks Appreciate so much. You. Appreciate you. Go Knowles. All right. Take care. That's Mike Norvell, Norvell, the head coach at Florida State University. You should be able to say his name. Talk to him enough. Uh, and, you know, 
opportunity to kind of look at that LSU game, Tom, I want to come back and respond to what Mike just had to say there. And I thought he'd say that, but I wanted him to say it because I wanted to see what kind of message he's preaching to the team about the importance of that game or the fact that it looks back inward and you got to focus on yourself before you worry about anybody else. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, live from ACC kickoff in Charlotte. The Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. I watch the rain it settled in, disappeared for days again. Most of us were staying in, lazy like the sky. Letters flew across the wire, filtered through a million lies. The whole world smelled like burning ties the day John Henry died. Good to catch up with Mike Norvell here in Charlotte. Always enjoy sitting down talking with Coach. I think we've gotten to a place where we can have that dialogue, and something he said at the end of that dialogue was, uh, you know, we, we certainly respect the opponent. SEC West champion LSU. How could you not? He knows they're talented. He just saw them, and their successes on the field post that game against Florida State bears that out as well, and he knows they got better. Uh, The good news is Florida State got better, and so this should be another all-time good game. I mean, if both teams play well and don't turn it over, this should be an all-time good game, but I wanted to see if if he would come back and tell me it's about us, and he did. He did, and you know, the reason I thought he would was that his players said that this morning. Yep, they all brought up that it's about us. They didn't bring up, they weren't disrespectful to LSU, but they just said, "Look, we're not changing the way we prepare because LSU is a name. Yeah, we're going to prepare the same for everybody because it's about us." Yeah, so I asked, I kind of fumbled through a question late to Jared Verse today about Will Campbell, the left tackle for LSU. That was a true freshman making his first start against Jared Verse, and obviously the numbers that Jared had in that game as a fully healthy player were massive. And he said, I've studied the film since then. He's a completely different player, but so am I, to your point, always bringing it back home. But I found that interesting that he already has studied that kid's film. So he's already versed in what Will Campbell is going to bring to the table at LSU offensive line. Uh, The entirety of it is going to bring to the table. He's been doing his homework in the offseason. He says he's a different guy. They're a different team, but he's different and he's better too. Well, you know, I think it's important if Jared Verse wants to be a top 10 pick to be different. I think that he was – too much of a one-trick pony, and it was a hell of a trick uh, a year ago. But these guys on that level th- that dominate and get paid and go in the first round as defensive ends in the National Football League, they're guys that can beat you in a variety of ways. And because they know that the tackles up there are so good. You know, I used to do a Sirius XM show with a former uh, Tennessee Titan offensive lineman, and I had an opportunity to ask him off the record, uh, what was it? that you learned because he made the pro bowl. He was a really good player. And, and, and I said, you know, what's the difference between college and pros? And he says in the pros, everyone, okay, first of all, everybody who gets to the NFL is good. That's a given. So they have the talent. He's like, secondly, they're all, if we're talking about down linemen, offense or defense, they're all incredibly strong. So you're not going to have really an advantage there. They're all athletic. They're all strong. Okay, we got it. Yeah, you short of being Aaron Donald, you're not going to outstrength. Correct, yeah. yeah, unless you're a yeah. freak of nature. And they right. exist. Bosa, those people exist. Even Vito when he's healthy. Right. Yeah. So those are those are difference makers. Those are outliers, though. Everybody's big and strong in the NFL. Everybody's athletic to be in the NFL. All of those things. He said it's technique. And he mm-hmm. said it's the ability to adjust to what somebody's doing to you. Because they, everybody is going to have a game plan coming in 
They've watched your tape. They see what you do well, what you do poorly, and they're going to force you to beat them doing something you don't want to do. And if you don't have a secondary move or a third move, yeah, you're done. The day is over. He said, I've played against guys that I tested because I knew what, it, what they wanted to do, and I took it away the first time they rushed. I came back up the next time, the next passing play, which was a long developing play. I thought, see if he does it again. And he does it again. And then I stop it again. He goes, if he does it a third time, he doesn't have another move. And I'm, he's, he's, <laughs> it's over. Yeah, right, right. He's like, the great ones, though, they have another move. And if you stone that one, they got another one. And then they start combining them. Jared Verse has to do that this year. Correct. I'm not saying he yeah. won't, but he has to. Well, and that's a luxury afforded to him. I know the name has already come up in today's show. But to have Jermaine Johnson, who is, I'm sure he's at the facility right now. Yeah, working. He loves being back Jets camp's open. He's still in Tallahassee. I'll be up there next week. I'm going to hang out with my guys in Tallahassee. But to have somebody who is going through that process right now, the first-round pick, hasn't splashed yet. But uh, as I've said before, when I've checked mentions on on Jets social media about uh, Jermaine Johnson, you cringe. You wonder what it's going to be. And the responses are, why aren't you playing more? They got to play you more. You're awesome. So Mm -hmm. they like what he's doing and what he's building into in that market for a very good defense and an interesting head coach. But if you've got that experience, you're hanging out at Florida State. Like he's eating food on the field during spring practice and he's giving his wisdom, imparting his wisdom down the line. This is how a program is built. Right. This is how a culture is handed down from class to class. And specifically at that position, you know, Jared Verse, I'm sure, has approached Jermaine Johnson and said, what does it take? You were a first-round pick. What am I missing? What's, what do I need to do better? You've been there. You know it. It's just Florida State is going to be like that again in the not-too-distant future where you have guys that are on the team right now fielding texts and phone calls from younger men that aren't even at Florida State or in freshmen right now saying, what's it like up there? What do I need to do better? Yeah. This is starting to happen again. It's exciting, and that's how you pass it on, and it's how you pay it forward, and it's how a program sustains excellence. Yep. Is that they you have this want to come back and the need to teach, and you know Jordan. Uh, Where do you hear that? Yeah, so Jordan Travis is telling you a lot of things, and one of them that occurs over and over and over again just warms my heart, and that is how much they love these coaches. Yep that these coaches don't change, that these coaches want what's best for you, that these coaches, they may be, they may get on you, and they got to tell these players that are coming in, hey, you're, you're going to get yelled at. This is hard stuff, and these guys are going to pick you apart, and they're going to challenge you, but it's because they love you. It's because they yep. want what's best for you. Now, Jordan Travis is going to tell that to player after player after player that comes in, Yeah, and that's a big damn deal. You'll hear that in the interview coming up next hour. He says it. It's just... And you can feel it sitting at this table as that interview is conducted and, and he shares that message. You can feel that he means the yeah. appreciation that he has. Oh, I was touched. I was literally touched. I yeah. thought that was awesome. It was he really opened up. You guys are going to hear it. As Tom just said, next hour, Jordan Travis. News. it's really good. Um, he that's the best he's been with us. And uh, the other thing about that is I think he was completely genuine when he started talking about how much those coaches love him and how much they care. And how much they love them back. That is, it warms your heart because you know that's how culture is built. Correct. And all you got to do now is the small task of beating an LSU or a Clemson <laughs> yeah, and parlaying it into something. Go in games. Yeah. So that you can you can build on this and make it a reality for somebody else. But to the point of the first segment, it's kind of a theme, I guess. Mike Norvell appreciates these guys because they're the transitional ones. They're the ones that believe. But the players feel the same way. Well, you said it, and and you're spot on. He'll never have another one of these unless right. he goes to a different school. Right. I mean, right. he he never. Th- this is it. 
this is the one. Like you go from being a bad program and a bad football team to the struggles week in and week out to try to get kids to buy in. Uh, then you begin to see little signs, little moments of evidence that they are, that they have gone in. You know, even after losses, that's where you really find it. It's yeah. after the losses. But think also about, you know, it could be the staff too. It could be the roster from a year or two ago. You go through a pandemic with a lot of these kids, you know, and you've got to get on virtual virtual Zooms and do all this stuff that you, he had to put on a plexiglass face mask to mm-hmm, coach. Mm-hmm. Remember, he didn't put on a mask. He put on that, that huge <laughs> thing. He looked like he was almost going into a beehive or something. But think about it in our own lives. You go through the pandemic, I, there's a short list of stuff you did. You're going to get asked this the rest of your life. What would you do? Well, I hadn't gotten married to my wife yet, but we lived together. I was lucky enough to be able to go into a radio studio every day. We were separated by glass. Right. So we could actually drive somewhere on the ghost-like streets of Tallahassee and have that outlet. We had golf. you know. But these are things that are very special from that period of time. So throw in beyond the fact that it's a transitional period for Mike Norvell, they also went through something that nobody's ever gone through before. And these are the people that, that are going to always be etched in his mind. So if you can pay the freaking thing off, everybody's like, great, Tom, it's warm and fuzzy. No, it's great. If you can pay it off, it's going to be all that more special. Well, and I and I get the sense that they feel like they have so much more to do. You know, that kind of resonates with me from all the things that Jared Verse said when we were in breakouts to yeah. Jordan Travis. They're very they're kind of they're now Jared's a little bit more boastful than most. But they don't look like they're happy to be here as no. though they've it's like the this is the punctuation point. Like no. they're still the sentence has more words to be written. Well, they they strike me as kids are ready to get to camp. They're ready. Yeah. They're ready for it. This gets started yeah. because you know you play it up in your mind over and over and over again. I mean, they know how soon that LSU game is going to be played, yep. and there's no worse feeling. This is true of uh, giving a speech or playing a football game. There's no worse feeling than feeling ill prepared. You can't. Oh. You cannot. Cold sweat. Yeah, and you cannot be successful if you feel that way. So, the sooner they can get to work and get down to brass tacks, the better. That's how you feel as a player. Like, you you'll be nervous, but it's a good kind of nervous <laughs> when you take the field if you've done the work. Yeah. Who was it a few years ago? I forget. It was, uh, you know, at the media day, the old school way that we used to do media days. Mm-hmm. And he said, just turn on your television or whatever it was. Like, I forget. It was a defensive back, I want to say. Yeah, I think so. Just get ready. Get ready. Turn on your television. Here it comes. And it's like, that could not be more opposite of a sentiment than we're feeling right now. They're not saying wait and see. They're saying, can we be done so I can get to camp? I just want to get to camp. I want to go work. I love it. It's just a, it's uh, a completely different feeling. It's got to be infectious, too, when your best players are doing that. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV here in Charlotte, North Carolina for ACC kickoff. Hey, guys, our partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember, so I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash jcs. Again, that's go to uh, – all you got to do is go to uh, – drinkag1.com slash jcs that's drinkag1.com slash jcs check it out it's delicious it's quick it's easy it's proven vitamins probiotics whole food source nutrients start your day with it you'll feel better i promise 
Cliff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Uh, the last segment, it occurred to me that I did not tell everybody who it was that I was talking about. Brad Hopkins, B-Hop, as he's known. I think he sometimes still does some stuff with SiriusXM, but he was an offensive lineman that I was referring to uh, that I worked with. Um, and his stories about technique are awesome. And his stories about busts are awesome because that's a fun conversation to have with somebody to say, hey, man, now that you're not playing and we're not on the air live, I just want to ask you, like, who was the biggest bust you guys ever brought in? And how soon did you know it? You know, because they <laughs> I've heard uh, Booger McFarlane talk about this before that, like he was talking about being with the Bucks, and he's like, I don't want to name the guy, but we drafted somebody in the third round, second round, whatever it was. And and he was heralded. A lot of people thought he was going to start year one. He's like the first day of practice. He's like, I looked at the other defensive players and we're like, this guy can't play like he can't play a lick. <laughs> he's like, it's the most it's the. It's a terrible feeling. Like you're looking at a guy, you, you think to yourself, he may not make the team. We drafted him in the first pick of the second round. You, you, and you just know it. Mm. Um, so my point was that everything gets magnified at the next level and every technique, every little advantage that you can have that doesn't involve speed and strength because that's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all that stuff. And Jared Verse, you know, a lot of people project that guy to be a top 10 pick. And I think he's going to have to show all of those moves, all of those uh, weapons at his disposal in order for that to happen. I'm really rooting for him to do that. I think that's an amazing story to come from Albany and to be a guy that, you know, the first interview I ever did with him was uh, before his first season, obviously here. And we, yep. we sat down with him and uh, yeah, it was a video interview. Yeah, I remember this. It was great. And one yeah. of the things I liked about it, Tom, was that he talked about the process that his mother would uh, tape all of the coaches and teams and universities that were interested in him on the wall. And it was like a resume. Mm -hmm. So it was like, well, here's what we thought of these guys. And this was their record last year. And there's the strength of the school. Like they had that up there. Like, you know, if you want to major in you know, dance, this is a good school to go to. <laughs> if you want to major in whatever, you know. And so I thought that was fascinating that they went through that process and that they would sit there and look at all the names. And they went back to Mike Norvell. And I asked about just – we talked to Mike, obviously, this hour. I asked about getting guys to fit in when they transfer. How do you do it? The standard never changes, and we tell them. We just tell yeah. them before they come here. Yeah. I think it's fascinating it's because for everybody well, it's, it's worked. It has worked. Think about it. all of the people they've brought in. How is it even possible that you could get this many guys to say yes to a very difficult task? Well, I'll tell you why. Kids want to be disciplined. Yeah. Yeah. Kids want to be disciplined. Just look at the practices we go to. They don't know it. Yeah. I didn't know it. Nobody knows it. But when you're not and anything can happen and it's willy nilly and the results are up and down and inconsistent, then you realize what changes that. I want to know that every day that I come to practice, we're going to be doing this, 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 and this because it makes me better, and I can count on the guy well, next to me doing those things, and the coach is teaching me those things. And there are some days that they deviate from a schedule, the grand schedule of the 26 periods, or some days they'll go shorter in terms of periods to save the time and use it later. We get that. But their base of their practice is the base of their practice. They have a core set of things that they do every day. 
And it's not just that the offensive line goes out to the sled and hits the sled. Every team does that. But you're talking about a set of drills that they have that they do to get warm in the beginning. And then they go right to trench work. It's individuals, you know, receiver versus defensive back. Like there's a flow to the way they do things that has been remarkably consistent. So if you're a player and you're showing up, I mean, you've done it before, whether it's with a personal trainer or there are certain days at Orange Theory Fitness. I'm not even trying to make this a live read, but you know that there's job, a, though. But there's a <laughs> there's a code for a certain day. You yes. know, we're going to be doing these things. Oh, yeah. Some of so those days are tougher than others. Yes, they, they are. And when you hear it, ouch. Mm, but your okay. mind, but your okay. mind knows let's what go. to expect. Yeah, let's get better. Today. The not knowing is a harder thing. But if you know what's coming, it's OK. I this is a beast, but I know the definition of the beast. And so it's not a surprise to me. They don't show up on the practice field. Mike's like, hey, you know what? Let's try this today. Like, that's just not the way it works. Yeah. And that helps foster the culture of the discipline that you're talking about. Because it's not just the practice field. No. It's everything else. That's it's, the training, it's, it's, it's everything the tutoring, else. It's all it's that stuff. everything else. And, uh, you know, I remember asking him about, well, what are you going to do to set the parameters? And he said, well, first thing is I believe that every football player, one of the first people they see, should be on the football staff. So like when you wake up in the morning, you're going to come here and we're going to have you do this, this, and this, whether it's like you're trying to lose weight or gain weight, it's going to be about diet, but it's going to be our people, right? Our fitness and nutrition people. So that that's the first thing you see when you start your day, then you're going to come here and I'm going to sit down and tell you what we're working on today or whatever it is that you need to get better at. So now you've had an interaction with a position coach. You've had an interaction with a nutritionist, but your day has begun specifically with a group that is in it together. Now you go out and take your classes. Now you go out and do what you got to do and you come back and we have practice, whatever it might be. But your, your mornings are the same all the time. You're surrounded by people who are in it together. Yeah. And that's, he's yeah. done a great job with that. That consistency, really, well, you see it with the way that the players kind of talk about them with passion. And then back to Jared Versman specifically, I just, I really am excited to see, provided that they get all of the players that they need, waivers and otherwise, to be healthy and ready to go. Adam Fuller, there's one thing that he does that I've always thought was good, and that's the way he mixes the defensive fronts, the different alignments, the personnel usages, the twists, all that kind of stuff up front. It's exotic enough, and it keeps people on their toes. The moment that I saw the first year that we had, the only year that we had Kier and Jermaine, and they're lining up next to each other when they needed to get a pressure. And, I mean, their offensive line doesn't know what the hell to do with that. Yeah, that's going to work. Now, this year, with all of these pieces, Jared being the centerpiece. So oh, they can be multiple. Yeah. You could put a whole lot of guys. It could be Braden Fisk. It could be, it could be Dennis Briggs. It could be Patrick Payton. I mean, all of these little combinations they can run at people, really fascinating. An opportunity to be multiple, an opportunity to do a better job of creating turnovers because you're playing with leverage, an opportunity to, I, I think, be more aggressive because you have a better depth of athlete. I, I Listen, this should happen this year. I, I, I guess I'm a broken record right now about this defense. We're not saying it's not going to happen. We are saying we're watching very, very closely because yeah. this is yeah. the make-or-break season yeah. for Adam Fuller and this defensive staff. Now, Mike Norvell may not agree with that. It may not – nothing may happen. I don't know. I'm just right. saying this for me, because of what you just said, they have the people. There's right. really not a reason. Now, the one thing I would say, if their first opponent puts up a lot of points. Oh, I'm not worried about it. Tell us you they're good. But and they have the most elusive quarterback in football besides ours. Agreed. So that's it, not an automatic strike. If Clemson puts up a lot of points, I'm going to be pissed. That's a young quarterback, man. I understand it's their building. What the hell are we doing? Yes. 
LSU, understood. Clemson, not understood. They could put up 24, but if they put up 38 or 40, no, man. No. no. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm glad you cut them off at 38, though. Well, you, but you know what I mean. <laughs> that could be, if it's if it's 41-38 and we win, I'm, I'm be like, come on now, dude. Yeah, that, that, it's Kate Klubnik. I understand he might turn into this he thing. He may be great, yeah. But this is, I mean, if you're going to count Duke as a real start against a real opponent, maybe his fourth, come on, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I completely agree. Our number two fourth coming today with Jeff Cabot show from Charlotte, North Carolina for the ACC kicker.